0: Hello, welcome to another edition of Robin's Ramblings. My name is Robin Brady. I don't have a guest today. I don't have a panel. I don't have any experts. I also don't have a script, which is probably going to bite me in the butt at some point as I ramble on, but that is the name of the podcast, right? So it's fair. What I do have today is rage and anger and frustration and heartache. I got to work this morning and got there a little early, as I tend to do sometimes, and had some time to just sort of flip through Twitter, see what was going on in the world. And I came across a photo that stopped me in my tracks. A photo of Chrissy Teigen sitting on a bed in a hospital, wrapped in a blanket, crying because she and John Legend had lost their baby. She's been documenting her pregnancy for quite some time. Um, They are a celebrity couple and that's what you do and you share every intimate detail of your life if you so choose. And so in keeping with how open she has been about the pregnancy, she was equally open about their loss. And had photos taken of herself and her and John and shared them with the world to share their heartache. And what got to me was the anger and the questioning and the vitriol from random internet commenters who really are the bane of the world right now, who felt the need to tell her that she should not be sharing these details. That was an inappropriate picture to post, that they shouldn't be doing this. They shouldn't be doing that. She shouldn't be, what was it? Someone said that it was a cry for attention. Really? Yes. Because that's what a mother who has just lost a child is doing, is begging for attention. She's not trying to find a way to deal with her grief. She's not trying to find any semblance of sense out of this. No, no. It's all just for publicity, right? Someone else commented about, by the way, before you left the hospital, I hope that you asked them about blah, 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 trying to insinuate that she hadn't done enough as a mother to make sure that her child was born safely. And then it continued through the day, different news articles about, you know, these shocking pictures that she had shared and people online questioning everything and making snide comments. And it's sickening. Every single person has lost someone at some point in their life that they love, whether it's a spouse or a partner, a friend, a parent, a child, a pet. You've lost someone, right? And you know how that feels. So why on earth would you think it's okay to try to bring someone down further when they're already at their lowest point? Why do people feel the need to be cruel and heartless and rubbing salt in the wounds of someone who clearly is in pain. A few minutes ago, I said that I don't have any experts on the show, but I do really because I think all of us to some extent are experts when it comes to grief because we've all lost someone along the way, right? You know how it feels to have your heart broken, to have to go through a mourning period, whether that's a couple of weeks or years or forever, because it doesn't necessarily get better. It just takes time to have that grief become part of who you are. My husband and I have dealt with our own share of grief In losing a pregnancy, we've lost two before we had our kids. And it brings about uh, not an ugly side or an uncaring side, but an unthinking side, perhaps, of people. That they don't necessarily think that what they're saying to you to maybe try to make it better is actually hurting you in the process. Like, things like, oh, it wasn't meant to be. Everything happens for a reason. Uh, that that whole line of thinking and even saying it'll get better in time. Those aren't really helpful because it will get better in time, yes. But in that moment, is that what you need to hear? That your pain, as deep and as soul-crushing as it goes, is temporary. Don't worry, you'll get over it. That's not nice. Saying it wasn't meant to be, again, maybe that is something that years from now you're able to look back and be like huh you know that that led to this and this led to that and in the end it worked out but that doesn't mean that that loss isn't important and isn't crushing the same with everything happens for a reason i don't want it to happen for a reason that's an after the fact thing that's in retrospect When you look back and you can try and find a silver lining to something, but those aren't helpful. You know what's helpful when someone's grieving? I'm sorry. I wish there was something I could do to help. If there's ever anything you need, let me know. What can I do? If you ever need to talk, give me a call. Those are helpful. I'm sorry. I know it hurts. Because you do know it hurts. Again, everyone along the way has lost someone. There also seems to be this feeling that, especially when dealing with a lost pregnancy, a lost child, that these are women's issues. And we're going to sit a hush them up. You don't really talk about it. There was a, um, a thread I saw on Twitter this morning that just hit the nail on the head that we're not supposed to tell people within the first 3 months of a pregnancy that were pregnant because there's a chance that it might not stick and heaven forbid you have to share your grief again with someone and telling people how happy you are and then having to take it back and i've done that that has been one of the stories of our life is having told a couple of people the first time i was pregnant and then having to be like well That didn't work. Because it's not that simple. It's not that it didn't work. It's that a child that was going to be mine no longer was. Sharing your grief helps you no matter what form it takes. If it's being able to cry with someone, if it's being able to scream or yell or just share a story because... Telling someone about that person that you loved keeps their memory alive a little longer. We need to stop treating women like their pain doesn't matter. Last fall, we lost our dog. And it was heartbreaking. He was our popper, He was so good. And it hurts so much to lose him. But that was doubled by the fact that our kids lost him too, and we had to help them through their grief at the same time as we were dealing with our own. He was a part of their lives from the moment that they came into this house. And losing him, it just rocked their world. Our son especially. Our dog was his best friend. They were such buds. And he got teased at school because he was upset. And some kid made fun of him because he was crying. And I had someone tell me that losing a pet is not like losing a person. And really, maybe you should just get over it because there will be other pets. Think of a person who has lost another person. Someone that you have loved and laughed with and confided in and depended on. And then they're taken from you. How is that different than a pet who has been with you, that you have raised, that you have loved and cared for and nurtured and confided in? Lord knows, every pet I have ever had has been my soundboard when I am hurt or upset or excited. Find me a pet owner who does not talk to their pet like it's a person because they are a part of your family and you love them. And to lose them hurts and it's a loss. So don't downplay it. Don't pretend that it's not a thing, that it's just, oh, well, you knew that was going to happen. That's part of the package, right? When you get an animal, you know you're going to lose it. Yeah, same with a person. When someone comes into your life, sooner sooner or later, they're going to leave your life, right? Does that mean that you can just make fun of someone or try to downplay their heartache over it? Just a couple of weeks after we lost our pupper, our family, my husband's family, suffered another heart-breaking, sudden, tragic loss. And I found a post that sort of summed up my feelings on grief and what it's like. And I shared it with our family in hopes that maybe it might bring a little comfort or something as everyone that we knew was suffering with this loss. Uh, It's the story of someone who was online, um, said, my friend just died. I don't know what to do. And there were lots of responses of people who had their ideas on life and death. And this one man commented, um, this is a, a post that I got from Eric Alper, And in case you want to look it up and have some accreditation there. I don't know if this is actually a true story or just what someone wrote. doesn't matter. Here it goes. I'm old. What that means is that I have survived so far and a lot of people I've known and loved did not. I've lost friends, best friends, acquaintances, co-workers, grandparents, mom, relatives, teachers, mentors, students, neighbors, and a host of other folks. I have no children, but I can't imagine the pain it must be to lose a child. But here's my two cents. I wish I could say you get used to people dying. I never did. I don't want to. It tears a hole through me whenever someone I love dies, no matter the circumstances. But I don't want it to not matter. I don't want it to be something that just passes. My scars are a testament to the love and the relationship that I had and with that person, and if the scar is deep, so is the love. So be it. Scars are a testament to life. Scars are a testament that I can love deeply and live deeply and be cut or even gouged and that I can heal and continue to live and continue to love. And the scar tissue is stronger than the original flesh ever was. Scars are a testament to life. Scars are only ugly to people who can't see. As for grief, you'll find it comes in waves. When the ship is first wrecked, you're drowning with all the wreckage around you. Everything floating around you reminds you of the beauty and the magnificence of the ship that was and is no more. All you can do is float. You find some piece of wreckage and you hang on for a while. Maybe it's a physical thing, maybe it's a happy memory or a photograph. Maybe it's a person who is also floating. For a while, all you can do is float, stay alive. In the beginning, the waves are a 100 feet tall and crash over you without mercy. They come 10 seconds apart and you don't even get time to catch your breath. All you can do is hang on and float. After a while, maybe weeks, maybe months... You'll find the waves are still 100 feet tall, but they come further apart. And When they come, you still crash over you and wipe you out, but in between, you can breathe, you can function. You never know what's going to be the trigger to grief. It might be a song, a picture, a street intersection, the smell of coffee. It can be just about anything, and the wave comes crashing. But in between the waves, there's life. Somewhere down the line, and it's different for everybody, you'll find that the waves are only 80 feet tall, only 50 feet tall. And while they still come, they come further apart. You can see them coming. An anniversary, a birthday, Christmas, landing at O'Hare. You can see it coming for the most part and prepare yourself. And when it washes over you, you know that somehow you will again come out on the other side, soaking wet, sputtering still hanging on to some tiny piece of the wreckage. But you'll come out. And that's how it goes. You sort of bump around and you crash into memories and you, you feel the pain, but you can brace yourself for it, right? But in those early days when you can barely catch your breath and you can't tell which side is up and everything, everything around you reminds you of what you've lost, You know what you don't need? Is people telling you that you're grieving wrong. That you shouldn't do this. That you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't feel this way. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. Stop it. You don't get to judge other people's grief. You don't get to tell a woman or a man or a child that the loss they feel doesn't matter. Loss is loss is loss. And it's not up to you to determine how someone else handles that. So for all the people who want to criticize Chrissy Teigen and John Legend because they are very public with their grief, stop your little keyboard warrior life. Take a breath and think about if that was you. Have some compassion, have some empathy. And if you can't say something nice, then don't say anything at all. And maybe... We can all find a kinder, gentler way to live and to love and to lose and then get back up again eventually and know that no matter what anyone else has said or felt along the way, that the memory of what you lost will be with you forever. Anyway, sorry for the rambling. No, I'm not. I'm not sorry. It's not my standard episode. I promise the next one might be a little cheerier. But just be kind to each other. Please. Thanks so much for listening to all this. We'll talk again soon.